Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time. It is Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, Brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You ready to get into this? Yes, sir. It is time for our one of our favorite days, football talk plus NASCAR talk. It's going to be fun. Oh, yes. First up, we're going to talk about the race this past weekend. Well, actually, it ended up being on Monday because of heavy rains pushing the race to Monday. But for the first time in 50 years, NASCAR stock cars ran on the dirt. Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee put three layers of dirt on the half-mile tra- half track. The event was to commence on Sunday, but like I said, heavy rain postponed the race by a day. The race took overtime, but in the end, Joey Logano would take the checkered flag. Of course, Logano makes for the seventh straight different driver to win a race to start the season. This leaves nine remaining spots in the 16-driver playoff available, and the win for Logano make back-to-back wins for Penske Racing. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the race at Bristol on the dirt. Yeah, man, I know I, I wanted to see this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think because of the way everything went down, we kind of just didn't see it. But uh, that's still pretty cool, dude. And uh, <clears throat> boy, them playoff spots are—they're uh, getting taken pretty quick, aren't they? Yeah, they're dwindling, dwindling down awfully quickly. It's going to be interesting to see because what if we have seventeen different race winners this year? Right. What's going to happen? <laughs> it's- it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yes, sir. That's what I always kind of wondered about how that was going to work out because I had a feeling when they went to this style for playoff, I was like, that something tells me that there's a possibility at some point you could end up with 17 different drivers. So the automatic win kind of just makes you a little SOL. But we'll see what happens. Of course, uh, the season just getting underway. We are only seven races in. I expect some of the um, winners to start repeating here soon. and Everything should balance out, hopefully. <laughs> for NASCAR right. when it comes to the playoff. 
though earlier in the day, Martin Truex Jr. had won the uh, had been one of the seven Cup Series drivers who entered the truck race to get some lap time on the dirt. Truex, however, would go on to dominate the uh, race, leading 105 of all 150 laps and won each stage of the race. Unfortunately for Truex, this didn't help a whole lot in the stock car as he finished 19th in the second race. But Truex did win the truck race. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Martin Truex Jr. trying to get a little extra lap time on the dirt? Hey, man, if it helps, it helps. Didn't seem to help much, though, when it came to the car. Uh, I mean, I'm saying, like, you know, I mean, the more you drive, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, uh, maybe the second race, though, it's just maybe two different vehicles, two different ways of driving. So, it was mm-hmm. just, it was different. Yes, sir. So, and it does go to show that there's a difference between stock cars and, and trucks. Yes, so. definitely. Um, but what I did actually like about this race was a, it's a callback to the roots of NASCAR. Um, as we know, NASCAR started because yeah. a bunch of the moonshiners running in the hills of the Appalachian Mountains trying to avoid the law when they were in the Prohibition era. So this was kind of a nice callback to those times when uh, they had to run on dirt tracks and you basically were betting each other, hey, Mike, yeah, car can out race your car. Well, let's find out. Man. Race for pigs, baby. That's what's up. Yes, sir. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, boom, NASCAR. All right. So it was kind of a nice little callback for the uh, NASCAR series. All right, so we're going to go ahead and switch over to the tundra that is the NFL. Let's do it. The Miami Dolphins were involved in two trades that reshaped the NFL draft. The first was a trade with San Francisco that resulted in them in swapping the third overall pick for the uh, 12th overall pick, a third-round pick in 2021, and two first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. Shortly after that, though, they would trade back up with Philadelphia to get the 6th overall pick and the 156th overall pick for the 12th overall pick and the 123rd overall pick, plus a 2022 first-round pick. It appears that the Dolphins will stick with two at quarterback at this point. Uh, They more than likely will look to add another playmaker as a top receiver should still be available at 6, and they may get lucky for Kyle Pitts to fall to them as well. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Dolphins with two? Draft changing trades. Yeah, this is like crazy, dude. And you know, it's it's kind of like, well, what are they doing? And then they traded up again. So you're like, oh, cool. Right. So they're pretty much keeping in pace and with with what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, maybe they get a good receiver for him or something, or maybe someone on the line that can. That can uh, boast that, that, you know, protection there. Yes, sir. Uh, Definitely. I also look at this as a possibility that um, with the trade down, they got a little bit of extra capital. Even though they did lose a first-round pick in 2022 to go back up from 12 to 6, it kind of feels like to me is that still might be leaving themselves an open opportunity to trade with Houston to try to get Watson, depending on how that situation legally goes. In the courts. Uh, yeah, and from what I've seen, there was another allegation. Yeah, there's it's like uh, up to yeah, seventeen it's up or something to like, like that. Twenty-two now. Yeah, it's it's a high it, number. It's, it's crazy, high. dude. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, right? Yeah, it just seems odd. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I definitely see though the Dolphins if they don't end up making that trade because whatever happens with that. Um, happens with that over there. We're not going to get into the whole lot, but if they don't, like I said, you still have the opportunity to get one of the top receivers. 
Um, you might get lucky, like we said, Pitts could fall to you all the way down to six. There's mm-hmm. the possibility because you could get a major run on quarterback because we know the basically the first three are going to be quarterbacks, basically. And then it's basically the draft technically starts at four with Atlanta. But how about Pitts' speed, dude? He's, he's going to be up there in the draft, sure. Yeah, so he might not make it all the way down to six, so we'll see definitely what happens. I mean, it's going to be tempting almost if you're Cincinnati – do you take the protection, or do you get Pitts to give Burrow another weapon at five? Right. And also, again, but with Atlanta. Again, too. it's been proven you can have plenty of weapons. We've seen it in the last Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You can have plenty of weapons without protection. You're kind of screwed. Yep, so. we did see that in Kansas City. So, All right, so we're going to talk about the other side of the major trade. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers making this move up with the intent on getting a quarterback. It is almost a full conclusion that Trevor Lawrence from Clemson will be drafted by the Jaguars, and if the rumors are true, the Jets will be taking Zach Wilson from BYU. That would leave them with either Trey Lance from North Dakota State or Justin Fields from Ohio State. Though there are rumors out there that saying the Niners are high on Mac Jones from Alabama. If that is truly the case, trading all the way up to third really made no sense at all. Mac Jones would have been available to them at 12, or even if they needed to move up a few spots to avoid the Patriots jumping in front of them. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Niners quarterback plans in the draft? Oh, I don't even know, dude. The Niners have not had a quarterback in I don't know how long. And I, I don't know where they went wrong with Garoppolo. It's, it's basically his health. If he stayed yeah. healthy, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, I have all respect for that dude. He is... Mm-hmm. He is quite talented when he's healthy. Yeah. So. And that's the frustration when you are with an organization. If your quarterback can stay healthy, boom, you're in a Super Bowl hunt. But now you're just like, well, he can't really stay healthy. He's not reliable enough. We need to look on getting a quarterback this year who hopefully won't have the health issues. Okay. Um, I, honestly, I say even though all signs point to Zach Wilson for the Jets, I still kind of think they might take Justin Fields um, in the aspect because he just did his pro day. He ran a 4 4 So that was, that's pretty great for a quarterback. That's pretty good for a quarterback. So uh, a quarterback who is as mobile as him would probably suit the Jets better if they decide to go quarterback in the draft. Because even though they did get uh, Mackay Becton last year, which is a great tackle pickup for them, unless they pick up another tackle, I would strongly suggest, if they're going quarterback with this pick, pick up the more mobile quarterback. Um, Wilson is kind of mobile, but he's not as mobile, obviously, as Justin Fields. So if you're going quarterback, I would rather get the way more mobile quarterback. Because then if you're the Niners, you can still get Zach Wilson because you have one hell of an offensive line, you have one hell of a running game, and you have great weapons. I hate to say that about the Niners because they are my team's arch rival, but in that aspect, I will give credit where credit is due, and they have one of the best offensive lines, a great running game, and great weapons. So Zach Wilson could thrive in Shanahan's offense and not have to be relying on his feet so much. Whereas Justin Fields would be better for the Jets because their line still isn't that great. And his uh, escapability and mobility would be better, more beneficial for them. That's just my opinion, but we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. All right, and then also the Mac Jones thing. Mac Jones is basically a statue. He play. He got the benefit of playing with the great receivers at Bama, a solid offensive that, line. That's the thing about it too. When you think about it, when you go to a 
top school like that, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's like what Colin says. You're not you're not NFL ready because you're not you're not put in positions where you have to you know you don't struggle. You have to worry about anything. Yeah. You don't have to come back in the fourth quarter. You don't have to yeah. you know struggle as far as worrying about getting hit. Right. I mean, you get to go to school and be be like the He Man, be you know. The top guy, you know, especially being the quarterback, dude. So, uh, he's if it's if he has a career like Tua, he's gonna have problems when he gets into the NFL. Yeah. We'll see what happens with him, but yeah, we'll see. That's why I actually think Mac Jones would be better suited for the Patriots because a lot of comps for Mac Jones is Tom Brady. In that aspect, he. Can get the, he's got a quick release, yeah, and not very mobile. And not only that, but that that team's pretty much already set up. They just need a quarterback. Yeah, I mean Cam Newton sucks. Yeah, then there's that. Right? <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so the NFL approved a change in the schedule for the league, as now the season will be 17 games. Oh yes. Teams will alternate road and home games every year. This appears to be the first step towards an 18 game schedule which is wanted by the owners, but is not wanted by the players. Though in the last CBA negotiations, the um, did give owners leeway for a 17-game schedule and allowed them and the Players Association to go back and negotiate for an 18-game schedule. The players have been adamant that an 18-game schedule cannot begin to be negotiated without the removal of at least two preseason games. So that will be one of many sticking points moving forward on whether or not we will see another game added. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the NFL this past week approving a 17-game schedule. Dude, that's that's pretty precedented. It's pretty cool. But uh, I do see kind of where the players are coming from. Mm-hmm. Football is not like baseball. It's not like basketball. It's much more physical than that. Yes. So... To add more games onto their season when they're already, they're already you know dealing with injuries and things like that. You know, it, it, it can change the ball game a little bit. So we'll see how well this works out. Um, do I think they need a lesson preseason? Yeah, because nobody really gives a shit for preseason anyways. It's just mm-hmm. to warm everybody up and get them going. Right. So, and then and then the owners will always came back. Well, well, if we lose two preseason games, you lose revenue. Yeah, but you're adding two regular season games that people will actually want to go to anyways. Uh, yeah. You're crowded. You don't even get it a full counts. capacity. Yeah, and you don't get a full capacity crowd at a yeah. at a preseason and game. A regular a regular season game, it would count. So. Yeah, and it counts for something. It's meaningful and and not whatnot. And basically, all you got to do is make sure you just have one road, one home. You don't need to have two. One year at home, and then the next year or two on the road doesn't need to go in that aspect. But it's just going to be weird for a while because it's going to at least we obviously know it's going to be this year, and more than likely it's still probably going to be a couple years before we get to the 18 game schedule. It's just going to be weird seeing teams alternate having nine um, nine road games to compare yeah. to nine home yeah. games altering years. Yeah. So for example, the Rams are on the road in their extra game this year. Um, I believe we have to go to Baltimore. I can't remember what the Steelers... I think the Steelers got a home game. Um, an extra home game. I just can't remember who it's against. But it's just that kind of weird thing. Alright. Uh, let's see here. The NFL and its owners are in hopes of full capacity stadiums by the time the regular season starts. This, of course, has many factors beyond the control of the NFL. It'll be based on the discretion of states, counties, and cities that each team is located in. 
The league plans on doing everything within their power, though, to work with the con- within conjecture with these governing bodies. The most restricted state by then may still be California, which is home to three NFL teams. In Los Angeles itself and surrounding areas, it will allow a limited capacity to open-air venues, which is good news for the likes of the Dodgers, Angels, but not for the Lakers, Clippers, Kings, and Ducks, who all play in indoor arenas. This will also... There is also the complexity of SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, which is technically both an open-air venue and also closed. The roof of the stadium is elevated but not attached in, cl- in an enclosure of the stadium, which allows air flow through the stadium. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the NFL's hopes of having full capacity come kickoff the weekend after Labor Day? Um, it, it's it's like you said, dude. Uh, it has a lot to do with state approvals. Mm-hmm. Has a lot to do with whatever the cities and the governors are wanting to do, and right. and just going from that route. Um, I think that uh, I know there's a lot of talk about the va- the the vaccine, and mm-hmm. and a lot of people will have to be vaccinated to to go to games and things like that. Right. So I mean. For me, it's it's kind of a eh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not looking forward to this new kind of way of thinking. Right. But it is what it is. Yeah, that's something we're just gonna have to deal with. When that bridge, well, then we have to cross that bridge. Yeah. All right. So finally, the t- well, not officially finally. But this was the last thing I wrote, but I got one more thing I want to talk about after this. But so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have officially ran it back in uh, with their starting twenty-two. From the Super Bowl, this team announced this past week that they have re-signed running back Leonard Fournette to a one-year deal for $3.25 million that can go up to $4 million with incentives. Tampa Bay is the first team in the free agency era and the first team since the Steelers in 79 to be Super Bowl champs and bring back all 22 starters from the Super Bowl winning team. The only player, though, not re-signed by Tampa Bay right now is wide receiver Antonio Brown for Cooper. Your thoughts on the official Tampa Bay Buccaneers run back? I mean, was there any question on this? Yes. Some people weren't sure if they were going to be able to but, keep everybody. But yeah, Chris. Godwin. Godwin. Um, not, but, uh, yeah, dude. Um, I mean, this is cool. I mean, it's cool for Florida. I'll give it that. Um, it is what it is, dude. I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. Um, I, nothing against, I don't know, I just, I don't like the way he has been a part of a team for so long that cheated to win, and there's proof of this fact, and, you know, this, oh, well, he's the GOAT, he's the GOAT, no, you don't cheat to be the GOAT, you're not a GOAT. All right. It does not work that way. It shouldn't work that way. So. <laughs> a lot of people just you know, gloss over that fact. Yeah. Um, but other than that, honestly, it, it works out in the benefit of Tampa Bay to be able to run everybody back. Um, does that make them the automatic favorites? I'm not entirely sure because I'm still not sold on their offensive line. Yeah, they played yeah. well really towards the end of the year. Yeah, but it took them a while to get there. Yeah, it we took them a long time. That. So basically, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season to say the least. I'll get I'll say that. 
Um, uh, my team gets a crack at them in Los Angeles, so that'll be fun. So hope, hoping, hoping we can knock them in the job one time. We did it last year. We could probably do it again. We're one of the few teams that beat the Super Bowl champs last year, and everybody gave us a hard time for losing to the Jets. But I digress. Yeah. At least we didn't lose to the Jags. And there's that. <laughs> right. Um, so the other quick thing I wanted to kind of go circle back to the uh, draft itself. With it seeming like the rumors are pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Jets plan on taking a quarterback at number two, whether it's true it's Zach Wilson or if they go another route, which I still think, personally, Justin Fields is the best option. We did a rundown, what was it, last week or the week before, we did a rundown on teams that um, could get could use Tua if the Dolphins went with a quarterback. Um. I'm not. We're not going to run them all down, but because basically it's the same teams. If I'm a certain team, though, why am I not trying to get Sam Darnold? If I know almost without certain, uh, almost with almost perfect certainty that the Jets are going to draft a quarterback, right? I, I mean, even like even we said I picked the Rams. Why? Because for to it. Why? Because he can sit. He can learn an offense, and then after Stafford's done. You got Darnold, or same with your team. You could give him a chance to sit behind Roethlisberger and then hand him the reins next year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I still think the better situation for him would obviously be Pittsburgh. Any quarterback that's available to me, sitting a year behind Roethlisberger to learn the offense. Oh, and that the, would be glorious, dude. Like would any, be that. Anybody that could sit behind that man and learn from him. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. And then you also got the teams like Atlanta would actually be good for him because yeah. then he could sit behind Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan yeah. and stuff like that. So it's just like I just don't – my problem is, is like I just don't understand teams' processes of why don't you get someone like Darnold. You know he can play in the league. He's just struggled because the offenses are not tailored made for him where I think – our offense would be tailor-made for him because even though he's not super mobile, he moves very well for a guy his size, which would be great for us. He's also not quite as big and bulky as Roethlisberger, but he's still similar to Roethlisberger and can make plays with his feet to avoid sacks and get the yeah. ball downfield. So he's a similar to Roethlisberger in that aspect. So it's just like, I don't know. It just seems odd to me that no one seems to be like, hey, Jets, we kind of know you're going with a quarterback. Let's work something out. And it's just surprising to me. Yeah, because Sam Darnold, dude, I don't think all of his problems are his own. I think it has a lot to do with that line and a lot to do with that coaching staff. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think it's all his fault. So, you know, you can't pin it all on one guy when you guys are losing the way you are in so many different ways. And I'm sorry, you got yourself a running back. You had him, and then you let him go. And what you know, you let him go, yeah. and then you know it's like, I don't, I don't get the. Yeah, and they didn't give him much for targets in the receiving game, and you know now they kind of did, but again, like they seems like it seems like they're going with another direction at quarterback. So. Yeah, it's kind of like the Bears and their quarterback situation. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> right. I'm just like, I this don't get crazy. it. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Um, like, and I, what pissed, what, 
makes me so angry. I, I almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> almost. But what makes me so angry is the fact that, you know, you don't want to base your league anymore off of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But when when something goes wrong, who's the one guy you blame? Quarterback. Yeah, everything's going right. It's a great team effort when everything's going wrong. The quarterback or the head coach is to blame. Yep. That's it. All <laughs> all the disrespect, none of the respect, basically. Yep. So None of the praise. So, all right, man. That does it for us. Uh, sorry we were a day late. We had some issues we had to deal with yesterday. It is what it is. So we got yep. it up now. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. I'm going to be exhausted, but we are going to get through Wide World of Sports. <laughs> oh, yes. And then, of course, Saturday, we got more wrestling talk for you. Sunday, basketball talk. And, of course, tomorrow is the official opening day of Major League Baseball. So, we'll get to talk about some baseball. Oh, yes. I can't wait. And we're getting closer and closer to WrestleMania. Yes, sir. That's getting even closer. It's inching its way in. We're getting excited. We actually might have to do the preview this Saturday, actually, because we won't have Saturday night to do it the next weekend because it will have already be going. Right. So we're actually going to have to preview WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah, we're going to have to preview it and maybe preview NXT, too. Yeah. Take over. That's right. Um, we don't usually do that, but it would be fun to do. Maybe we could do like a two-night thing since WrestleMania gets to it. Why not Cooper and Big Mac? Right. We could do that. Um, and then, of course, uh, following next week, of course, we'll be back with more football talk. Uh, we plan on updating our uh, mock draft at some point. We're going to probably wait till a little bit closer to the draft. We might actually do it the Tuesday before the draft, just in case something else crazy like the Dolphins did. <laughs> so that way we don't have to come up with a mock draft after that. So basically, we're going to stick with probably the Tuesday before. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, I'm going to be still hammering the table for the Jets for Justin Fields only because he's more athletic, honestly. I'm not going to lie. He's, even though I didn't really care, I don't care for Ohio State, the quarterback's athletic. So, And he proved that. He ran a 4 4 4 40. So, three fours. That's, that's crazy, dude. That's, 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 that's good fast. speed. That's good speed. That's bad. That's baby. good speed for a receiver. That's great speed for a quarterback. I mean, yeah. it puts him close to Lamar Jackson yeah. style speed. You think maybe he could, uh, Take Lamar Jackson on a little bit there in a re- in a foot race. Yeah, yeah. I think you could probably. I th- basically, I honestly, depends on your distancing. I think. <laughs> right. I think probably. I think Lamar it has probably to do with height too, right? So some yeah, it does. I think Lamar probably has the short game, but if you made it a little bit of a longer race, I think I think uh, Fields is the better athlete longer. So I think actually Fields could probably run longer than um, Lamar can. I'm not taking away from Lamar at all. Lamar's a great athlete. I'll take away from Lamar. I know you're going to take away from Lamar. He's <laughs> your rival for one, and you just really never care for Lamar. Yeah. But I will give him respect as an athlete. He is. I'm not trying to he dog is, him. He is very. That dude is crazy. He's like he's like Michael Vick 2.0. Yeah. So. And even Michael Vick thinks Lamar's faster than. Uh, he was in his prime, so that's a, that's a, that's a high that's compliment. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a very high compliment coming from the man who's known for his legs in the NFL. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I believe that now does it for us. I'm good to go, brother. Me too. It's 
can't believe it. it's already over. It didn't it's kind of been a, almost thirty minutes, but it just doesn't seem like <laughs> it. That's what happens when we get passionate about some our sports. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it took that long. All right, so that wraps it up for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.